What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to another episode of Baddie Week. I'm so excited for you guys to be here. If you guys are watching this on the replay on YouTube or the podcast listening, thank you guys for being here. Today is our final day of Baddie Week. I'm so excited because it is with my girl, Devin. And we kind of switched up what Devin is going to be talking to us about. So the first two times that Devin did Baddie Girls Club for us in season one and two, She talked about nutrition or living a balanced life and really focused in on food and body. And this time I was like, I've talked to you guys about how Batty Girls Club has really evolved into being just a more holistic program, not to really do with our body or food or anything like that, but more to do with us in general and who we are inside. And so I asked Devin to come on and speak about her entrepreneurial journey, because if you guys don't know, you guys probably do. If you listen to the podcast, she and her husband are both entrepreneurs. So they're dual entrepreneurs like Renee and I, and it takes a lot to do that. So most of the women who are in Batty Girls Club are either full entrepreneurs or are working a nine to five on their way to being an entrepreneur or really, really want to go after a dream that they have. So I really was like, okay, Devin, come and speak to us about your entrepreneurial journey and chasing your dreams and why that's so important. So that's what she's going to speak about today. Thank you, Devin, for being here. I'm so excited to hear you chat. Hi. Yes, I'm so excited to be back. Thanks for having me. And I'm so excited to come on in a different capacity because like you said, the past two times I've come on as you know, Devin fed with Dev, the grocery goddess, all that stuff. But now I get to kind of share with you guys how I became a dream chaser. So it's super exciting. So I guess not to share like all the things that we're going to talk about, like in the workshop and baddie girls club, but just a little bit. So you guys can get to know me as Alicia mentioned, I have a husband and he's an entrepreneur and I'm an entrepreneur, but it wasn't always like that. So to kind of get a little bit of how hard it was for me in the beginning to actually chase my dream. You always hear the the term, follow your dreams, follow your dreams. And I thought I was, but chasing your dreams is like a whole other dynamic. So uh, back for me, we're going to go back a little bit, but it's going to go by really fast. I promise. So back um, in 2009 is when I graduated high school. And if all of my other millennial friends here remember, 2009 was like, the biggest recession since the depression. So everyone around me was on food stamps. We, no one had money. We had no money. And then that's the year my dad decided to leave his amazing vice president job at a bank and open his own business. Little did he know the recession was going to happen. We ended up losing everything. We were essentially homeless. We lived with a family, family members, and we ended up just living out the rest of our teen adult life with family members um, in a particular like one location. So when I graduated high school, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really know what to do. I didn't really have a plan. I I had a dream. I was a competitive dancer and I thought I was going to go somewhere with that. But I aged out. Recession happened. I see my dad open a business that failed. I was like, I need something concrete that they are going to need me 
no matter if we go through a depression, a recession, like I need something so like useful that I will never struggle for money again. I will never struggle and not have the things that I deserve or want. So I went into the medical field. Don't do blood or needles, vomit, all the other stuff. Couldn't do it. So I stumbled upon pharmacy technician. And that is where in that college, I met my husband, Isaac, and we he fell in love with me first, but <laughs> we instantly became really, really good friends. And then it blossomed into a full on relationship. And we've been together 10 years next year. So we've been married. Um, but out of all those times, I remember being in the medical field and I tried switching in between so many jobs in the medical field within my field of practice. I've worked at a prison. I've worked at a clinical. I've worked at a hospital. I've worked in back office. And every time I thought that those particular jobs were going to lead me to that level of happiness, that level of success, like I, I was going to get there. And that was, that was my dream, right? To have it all, have the guy, have the car, have the house, have the toys. I had it all. So why wasn't I happy? Like, why wasn't I fulfilled? And it was just a deeper issue that I just shoved down deeper and deeper and tried to fill it with materialistic things, with going out with friends, with wasting money, spending money. And at that time, Isaac and I, he worked in dialysis and we seen each other a total of four days a month for years. So at that point, about seven years, we would have one day off a week together where we still had to do grocery shopping. Like it was just little things that we never got to do. And at the end of 20, 2020, I just, I got, I landed my dream like pharmacy job. I was like, okay, I'm here. I've made it. Like I, I have worked so fucking hard to get here to the work from home job. Like I have an office, like I have everything. Like I said, I had it all. I had made the most money I had ever made in any pharmacy career. And I was so fucking unhappy. Like I was so unhappy. Like I would sit in my office and my desk and I would bawl my eyes out because I'm very empathetic as a person. And I was working the insurance side this time. And I was the one that would try to get medications approved or denied. And so when they didn't get denied, they got to talk to me. And I it was just trying to hold so much emotional space for other people that it was just emotionally just bringing me down. And the breaking point, well, before that, I had kind of dabbled in health and nutrition, all that stuff. And I had worked for a Pilates studio and a yoga studio, like trying to take a break because I was so unhappy with the medical field, like trying to find what else pursuing other passions while still being able to make some money. So I had ended up working at a Pilates studio, a yoga studio, and I loved it. And I fell in love with yoga. I fell in love with Pilates. And then COVID hit and they closed the studios. No one was going. And so I couldn't work from home. So that's when I worked for, went back to pharmacy, absolutely hated it. And then left that pharmacy job. And instead of still deep down pursuing something holistic while being the money caught my eye of this work from home job. Like this is what you've been working for. Everyone would be so proud of you. You would be proud of you. You wouldn't struggle for anything for money. Like, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I was only there three months. And then the breaking point was, even though I was still home, I still didn't see Isaac because of HIPAA. Like he couldn't be in the office. Like you have to wear headsets. So like we still, even though I was home, I didn't get to see him. And for us, our like love language for each other is like quality time. Doesn't matter what we're doing. Like we have to have quality time or we just like completely crumble. And I was sitting at my desk and this lady was just ripping me a new one. Like I was in tears, like just, and so I was like, you know what? 
I put her on hold. I flung open the office door and I came to get a glass of water and I came back out and Isaac was like, whoa, like, are you okay? And like, I was hyperventilating because I knew if I just let go, like I was going to lose my job. Everything is recorded. Everything like it was going to happen. If I like really told this lady what I was going to do, how I felt about her, like I was going to lose my job. So I was like, I can't lose my job. I have, you know, CDUs. I have a truck. Like I have this place. Like I can't not lose my job because we won't be able to afford this lifestyle that I live if I don't have this job. And I had already told Isaac, like I was thinking about going back to school in my spare time for nutrition because it's a big passion of mine. I love it. And I read tons of books about it. And I just think it would be something that would be beneficial for the rest of our life. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that would be something you'd be good at. Like people already ask you all this stuff. So I think it would be a great, you'd have a lot of transferable skills. And I was like, cool. So at that point we had only talked about it in the passing of like pillow talk kind of. Then that day, I think he just really seen how unhappy I was. And like, I took a deep breath and like, I looked in my office and I was like, Fuck. like, okay, let me, I got, I got to go back and talk to her. So he's like, you know what? How about no, like, just like, fuck it. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, email your boss, send everything back. Like you're quitting. He's like, we'll figure it out. Go back to school, do whatever you want. This was the day before my 30th birthday. So this was September 17th, 20, 2021. And I was like, no, it's not that bad. Like, I don't want to. I'm always a person with a plan. I like to think of every possible scenario before taking that leap. And he is a leap. Think later. That's, that's my husband. He likes to do things and then think about logistics, legality, how to after he's like already jumped off this cliff and I'm not like that. And so I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. I, I think we're okay. I'm just going to wait it out. And he's like, no, if you're, if this is what you want to do, like you need to fucking do it. And I was like, okay, this is a lot of aggression. This is my husband has a lot of energy and I'm just not like that. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You're right. Like we'll figure it out. So I went in, I didn't answer the phone. I actually hung up on her. <laughs> and then I sent an email to my boss. I was like, I'm not logging on uh, to teams. Today was my last day send me the box to ship all of my equipment back to you guys. Literally unpacked it all, like packed it all up in a box, in a box I had here, put that box in the box when it came and shipped it off. And then the next day on my 30th birthday, Isaac and I went to lunch. I enrolled in school and started that same day. And I finished that program in about seven to, I think like eight months total, but I treated it like a job. I worked Monday through Friday eight to five, gave myself an hour lunch and literally grinded so hard. And in between this time, I was not good at Instagram. I had an Instagram, but it was for personal use. So I had soft launch for myself, my own Instagram page, getting comfortable talking, getting comfortable on reels, like trying to figure out all of this stuff. And at that time, Isaac had to take on the full responsibility financially, which having when you're he wasn't an entrepreneur at that time. So he was able to kind of hold that burden for us. But here I was like feeling really guilty because he also hated his fucking job. Like COVID was so horrible for people in the medical field. And he, he was, he was getting to that point where he was like, okay. So we decided he's like you first, but then like, don't forget about me. Like you have to, we're a teammate. So like, you got to bring me, bring me along with you. So then I had actually finished school, graduated. And once I got that certificate, everything went live. And then crickets, like nobody cared. I think that it was the hardest thing for me is like all the people that were like, yeah, good idea, support you. They all fall off. You will lose friends. You will lose family. They will not want to hang out with you anymore because you're not doing the same things. You're not validating 
the way that they're acting, the way that they treat you anymore, or you just make better connections and you just, there's nothing wrong with them. There's just no space because they don't align with your journey anymore. So Isaac and I really became a team. We had so much time together and that was our priority. So that first year of business was really hard. I made $99 that entire year. Um, So (laughs) chase those dreams, guys, but just don't give up because it gets better. Year two, I've made more (laughs) more money than I have the first year. So anything over $99 is a win for me. But I really had to determine my worth in not a dollar amount. So for me, success... And dream chasing was about the time that I gained with my husband as I've spent more time with Isaac in the past two years than I have in at that time, seven years of marriage. Like the longest we ever spent together was a one week vacation every year. That was it because he worked nights. I worked days like it was just ships passing in the night. So when I was thinking about chasing my dream, I'm like, what do I really want? Like I've had the money, I've had all these things and I wasn't happy. So what's going to fulfill me? What's going to make me happy? Helping women which I'll go over more when we do our workshop as far as like why it was important for me to become a nutrition coach, why I picked that particular one. Cause that's a whole other enchilada. And then also having a entrepreneur as a husband who started his business after me and is more successful than me and not being jealous or being like holding a grudge and also being willing to help my teammate with whatever he needs. Now, this is no secret. I do not, I do not care to help him. I am I am not an outdoor hard working girl, okay? Like I like air conditioning, I like heaters. Like I like being inside cozy and Isaac's job is very physically demanding all elements. 105 degree heat or 32 degrees like we were this morning. I literally helped him detail this morning in 30 degree weather, came home showered and hopped on this call. So that's what it takes to chase your dreams. You can't just follow them. You have to physically pursue them. Like you're pursuing the hottest guy in the block, okay? Like You have to chase him. You have to hunt him down. If you really want him, you're going to work for him. So that's what I figured out that you just can't give up. You have to follow those, not only following them, but chase them. And then especially have a really good support system. So that's what I also want to talk about in our workshop is have a support system that when you feel like giving up, you can lean on that person. And I'm going to help you try and define your dream because it's one thing to take an idea and turn it to a dream and then how to chase it what success means to you because success in business is, I think people always think money, they equate it to a dollar amount. And if I did that, I would have never gotten to year two and three in my business because I only made $99 my first year. And it was super hard, super frustrating, especially when I had my husband that was like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going to start detailing now. And then like, like completely like skyrocket. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I have worked so hard and like you're making so much more like progress. It was just not so much the mo- well money, but progress. And like, this is where I wanted to be here. Boom, met it. This is where I wanted to be here. Boom, met it. And then Isaac's always very sweet to remind me that we're a team, like it's both of our business. So that kind of, I do help him a lot with books and all those other things. So it is, but it's not like he can help me with mine. So trying to find the fine line of being an entrepreneur, being a wife, like taking care of everyday stuff, not being discouraged. And then how I changed my mindset from unhappy, unmotivated and hating my life to living the fullest life, chasing my dreams, still chasing my dreams. There's a lot more dreams I have that need to come true and never giving up on myself no matter what. And that money doesn't define success. You define it. So those are the things that I'm going to touch on in Batty Girls Club. And I'm so excited to 
get to share this side with you guys because I normally, like Alicia said, come on in as like the nutrition coach or grocery goddess. So this side is also this side of, of entrepreneurship is very real. It's going to be very rugged. I'm going to give it to you guys straight <laughs> as always. So I'm really excited, but thanks Alicia for having me and I can't wait to come back. Yes. Uh, I'm so glad that you like touched on the success of both businesses and not feeling like jealous or angry or frustrated because it's definitely something that I don't know how many of the women that are going to be in Batty Girls Club are going to be dual entrepreneurs, but like with their significant others. But I do know that even if they're not, even if you're not an entrepreneur with you and you're, if you are and your significant other is not, it can definitely be super like frustrating and hard not to compare. So that's something that I've definitely struggled with. And I think Renee and I touched on this in our podcast together, that it was really hard for me to like accept that it's okay if his business does really, really well, even if mine is right now like struggling or it's taking longer. And something that Renee always reminds me of that I just want to leave you guys with on the podcast is that you're asking like Renee and Isaac, right? They're very similar because you're providing like a service to another company or to another person. And the service is like a service that they really need most of the time. And when we're offering services, a lot of times it's going to be something that is not technically a need. And you're asking people to like be very vulnerable. So like with their businesses getting your car detailed or getting a trash container delivered. And for us, there's no vulnerability involved. Like it's super easy. I just started selling for Renee and it's been really great. I'm excited for him to sign my commission checks, but I, I started selling for him and I was telling him, he's like, I need you to hit the pavement. I need you to be out there to sell for me. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know that world as well. And he's like, Alicia, let's get real. Like, you know, the business you're behind the desk, like 90% of the time, you know, the business. And he's like, it's way easier to sell someone a trash container than to get on a call with someone and try to convince them that you're going to be able to help them with their life and get them to be vulnerable. And I was like, when I looked at it like that, I'm like, yeah, you are exactly right. So I think that for me was a huge turning point in not comparing our businesses because they're totally different. So yeah. I just want, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I think too, also what I learned a lot was not to compare your success to the other entrepreneur's success. If, even if it's husband, not husband, like if you are in a container like yours and someone's like, oh my gosh, like my business is so successful, but I'm here just to add like and fine tune it. And then you have someone that might be just starting it or in the contemplation phase or not even contemplating in pre-contemplation phase. And they're just seeing the bigger picture and they're like, oh shit, this is going to take a lot of work, but it's also going to be so great and so successful in the long run. So I think even not like scaling your successes to that particular person's success either, or not being jealous of another entrepreneur because of their success because they've put in hard work. If you're starting out, it's going to pay off. It's going to take a little bit, but you'll get there. And that's what I've learned. I'm not a patient person at all. So that's what's been the biggest hurdle for me. And Isaac is like abundance of patience for anything and everybody. So he's just like, yeah, it'll happen whenever. And I'm like, when is whenever? Like, when is, when is this going to happen? So I think it can also trickle into 
like your your friendships and other relationships, business relationships, even if you don't have a significant other to kind of bounce entrepreneurship ideas off of as well. 100%. And I just want to lastly touch on the reason that I wanted to bring Devin in for month six. If you guys have been listening to Batty Week on the podcast or watching the replays, you know that we have a guest speaker for every month. And I wanted to bring Devin in for month six because after you go through all these different phases with all the other guest speakers, so you're going to be hearing about alignment, you're going to be hearing about visualization, doing visualization, meditation, alignment, you're going to learn about sabotage, and then you're going to learn about your human design in month five with Jenna. After you kind of like piece all those things together, we've peeled back some layers. We've like defined what our visualization is. We've like realized why we are the way we are with human design. And then you're going to really get to see your dream that we visualized in month one, even though it may have changed in those six months and month six, you're really going to get to hear some motivation, some real nitty gritty, some really like inspiring stuff from Devin. And that's why I wanted to bring her in in month six. So I just want to touch on that in case you guys have been following along. This is why I chose her for month six. And I can't wait to have her in. And I'm going to, if you want to get on Batty Girls Club, by the way, I just have to plug, it's going to be down below in the show notes and also in the YouTube description for you guys. We're going to start on January 8th. So if you're listening to this, I think this is the last week. I believe this podcast goes out the week of. So this is the last week for you to get in. So click the link if you're listening to this on the week that it releases. If you are not, then you can hit me up on Instagram and DM. And now I'm going to open it up to questions. I feel like I was going to run out of breath there. Okay, so I'm going to open it up to questions. Kendra, if you have a question, you can unmute yourself if you'd like. And if not, then we'll close. Yeah, so I'm kind of in a u- unique position where I'm hired on for my dream, if that makes sense. Like, I would have wanted to start a business in this area, but I'm hired on as that. But it's also still like I'm also kind of an entrepreneur where I need to get my own clients and need to get my own, bring in my own business kind of thing. So I just want to say I fully resonate with like starting and just like crickets and going from like, okay, I was working like a nine to five job technically and was making the money and was guaranteed like my set pay. And now it's like crickets. And so just like, I guess, how did you get over the hurdle of like, the patience that it's going to come and maybe you're still kind of in in that a little bit of like but just like the patience of knowing that it's going to come when you're first starting out of like oh I'm so excited for this and I just want everybody to be excited for this because I know it can be helpful for everybody mainly everybody maybe not everybody always but (laughs) you know what I mean Um, so just kind of getting over that hurdle of the patience of like the fruitions will come from the work that you're putting in if that makes sense Yes. Oh my gosh. I love, I love that question. And you worded it perfectly. I I understand what you're saying. So for me, if I had the opportunity to go back and start again, I would do exactly what you're doing. I would get a part-time job in the field that I'm trying to do or full-time job. And it's going to teach you so many transferable skills that you're not going to have to kind of figure out on your own. Like for me, I had to figure out everything on my own. I had no, I have never built a program before. I had never coached anything online before. Like I used Canva to make like Christmas picture, like cards. Like I had never used it for a business. I'd never been a businesswoman. I had depended on outside sources to become 
or for my paycheck, kind of like what you were saying, is it going to be easier? No, it's not. (laughs) It's going to be really hard, but it's so fucking worth it. And there's going to be really hard days. And then there's going to be days where you're just like on top of the moon where you're like, this is all worth it. You just have to decide really early on. Like for me, I gave myself a time frame. I was like, if this does not, if I go and give it my all for two years and nothing happens, I need to move on because I don't want to live in this state of fight, flight, or freeze all of the time where like I have really good days. I have really bad days. And like some people are super interested and I'm doing all these connection calls, but no one wants to commit to it. Like my price is really cheap. Like what's, what's going on? Like I, I've started this business and everybody's super excited. Oh, we're so proud of you. Like how inspiring. And then I'm like, cool. So you guys want to like, it's a, it's like a free masterclass. And they're like, Ooh, can't, I'm like, I can't even get someone to talk to me for free at this point. Like, I don't understand what I'm doing. So I think it's just a lot of self-reflection and like, okay, making a short-term plan, like within this amount of time, I would like to be here in my business And then if I don't reach this bigger goal within two years, it's not that I failed. I just maybe need to restructure it. And I did a lot of growing in my first year of business than I did the past like five years of my whole life. Because for that first time in my life, I didn't have the close friends I thought I did to support me. Family thought I had lost my mind. And my husband was kind of like the really the only one that was kind of there. But again, he like, he doesn't, he doesn't know what to do either. So it can feel lonely at times. So if you have a lot of resources, like being in Batty Girls Club, it's going to be super beneficial because you'll be able to have other like-minded women to really bounce ideas off of, to really hear how they're getting started, what they've done that hasn't worked. And maybe that's something that you were already thinking of trying. You're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't waste six months doing that because I already know it's not going to work. I did a lot of journaling. I do a lot of like walking, just like really thinking about like my business and what I want it to look like. And more importantly, ultimately that I'm successful, even when I don't feel successful. So fake it till you make it sometimes on some days where you're just like, this is the dumbest decision I've ever made in my life. But luckily for you, you're already going to be in that field on your way to pursuing that dream. So you're going to learn so many tools, like you're not going to have to basically suffer as much because <laughs> you'll have a lot of resources and doing all that stuff. And then when you're ready, you'll you'll know the time that you're like, okay, like I feel confident enough in my skill set in my ambition, in my courage and to step out on my own. And then that's just going to translate over into when you do finally just make that move to work for yourself, because all of that confidence and stuff is just going to draw people to you and your energy. And you're going to have all of these skills under your belt and it's just going to take off. So I think, I hope that answered your question. (laughs) If not, let me know and I can We'll word it another way or something like that. But yeah, this I think this the biggest takeaway is no matter how hard it gets, just not to give up and not to follow your dreams, but to chase them. Like you have to actively pursue that dream to chase it. Otherwise, it's it's it could be a pipe dream and you have to do the hard work and the stuff that no one wants to talk about and you're going to struggle and you're going to cry and you're going to be happy and you're going to have like amazing moments and you're going to have new friends and just all of these wonderful things that are going to happen to you. You just have to be faithful to that goal and use every resource that you can to get there. I want to speak on this really quick too because 
Jaden actually touched a little bit on this when we talked to her on whatever day it was Tuesday, I think. So when you hear the playback on the podcast or on the YouTube, you'll hear what she's talking about, but she talks about alignment and how having this one goal might not be like, she was giving an example. She phrases it way better, which is exactly why she's speaking on this and not me, but she talks about having like your goal, what you think it is, and that it's going to hit it's checks one box and how what she's going to do on baddie girls club is help us find a more defined goal that helps us check all the boxes that we want and really feeling out like what is that that we actually really want and i gave an example of how i thought i wanted to eat a certain way and it really didn't check a lot of boxes for me it only checked one box so she's going to really talk and zone in on alignment in that way but i think for I want to echo what Devin's saying is like when it's crickets, I mean, everybody can relate to that in business. Everyone can relate to that. When you first start out, I was just talking to someone through Instagram DM and she was saying the same thing that you guys are saying, like my friends and family, like I thought they would be the ones who would support me the most and it's crickets from them too. And I was telling her like, yeah, like friends and family, are the last people that are going to fucking support your business. And that's not any like shade that is not slamming anybody. It's just that that's just how it is, unfortunately. And like, I see it as people want, I always try to remember this. I don't know what coaching program this came from, but people want to see consistency and proof of concept, right? So they want to see you being consistent. If you're like bouncing around from different stuff, which we've all done and is totally fine. But when you know, when you see someone on Instagram doing that, you're like, what is this bitch doing again? Like, I don't understand. So they're going to be confused until they see consistency over a long period of time. Then they want proof of concept. So they want to see other people doing it. It's just like, think about how you purchase something or how you buy a service. If someone has like no clients and they're a hairstylist, you're probably like, is she good? Is she bad? I'm not sure. Right. You want to see other people. You want to see them in demand. So unfortunately, like it takes a while because of those two reasons that I see proof of concept and consistency, because people want to know that what you're doing, you actually are going to do it for a long time. And even if they're only going to use you once and they also want to see other people wanting to do it. So that's my two cents on that. I feel like it's entrepreneurship is the long game, like the longest game and it's not for the week. So I hope that answers all of that. Yeah. That answered, uh, you both did a really good job at answering that. So I appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. Let me close out the podcast real quick and then I'll stop the recording and then we can chat freely. If you guys are listening to this on the podcast or watching it on the replay, like I've said a hundred times, you guys can find the link for Batty Girls Club. It's the last week to register. We're going to start January 8th. I'm really excited for all the guest speakers, especially Devin, to join us. We're going to be doing six months of all the stuff that we talked about in the last few weeks of the podcast and the last week here on Zoom. You guys can find that link below either in the show notes or on the description of the YouTube video. We're also on my Instagram, The Confidence Queen, and the podcast Instagram, Confident AF Podcast. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you, Devin, for joining us. Thank you guys for joining us live. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>